Hi, I'm Nika. I'm Julianne. And this is Only Slightly Dead Inside, the podcast that puts the fun in functional depression. We are not doctors, trained therapists, or medically licensed in any way. But what we are is attempting to use Zencaster for the first time. Yes, we are remote recording today. Shout out to my friends who gave me the snowball microphone a while ago that I had never used. We shall see. I mean, we shall. Shallant we. Anyway, uh, how you doing? I'm here. Today is April 3rd, yep. which feels like about seven years after the last time we recorded. It's true. I mean, even like three days after we recorded the last episode, I was like, oh my God, everything is different. But now the idea of getting on the subway at all is just like absolutely not. Like that's for the people who need to get to work. Like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes me sort of crazy that, you know, Dan is still leaving the house because he is essential, but he has a real fun mask that has a wacky smile on it. I was trying to remember before falling asleep last night and then waking up every two hours when the last time I actually did leave the apartment was, and I'm going to have to look on the calendar to be perfectly honest, which uh, makes me feel, I don't know how that makes me feel. It makes me feel something yeah i went a few days without going outside especially the weather was so shitty and i we both live in apartment buildings and high enough up where we take the elevator to get out and that in itself is not a problem but then i get nervous if other people try to get on the elevator there's signs in my lobby that say don't get in the elevator with other people but it's happens a few times and it i've never been so panicked in my life for something so mundane sure (laughs) i know it's like (laughs) try to hold my breath it feels ridiculous and it's like watching tv i'm like those people are so close yeah it's so weird to watch real tv and stuff that was you know normal life like why are those people standing so close together or i've been watching a lot of food competition shows and i'm like they're all eating bites of the same thing even if they have different forks it was a simpler time Oh, my God. A so simpler, simpler time. So much yeah. simpler. Yeah, because honestly, staying inside all the time makes me feel nuts, but it's also made me feel better because the longer you stay inside, the better. And maybe there is then a chance that like all of the people who stay inside can do something about this. But the second you go outside, you're like, I have to start the clock over again. Totally. And I stopped going to the grocery store. Because the grocery store near me, like most in Manhattan, are very small. So it's really impossible to avoid people. And I've been ordering things two weeks ahead of time on like Peapod. But last night we got really frustrated. And we just like, we just really wanted to get takeout. So we did. It's the first time we did it in like a week. And I wore nitrile gloves to open the door of the place we ordered from. And I wiped everything down. We got back. And then I was just like, it feels like everything I've been doing for the last few weeks doesn't count because I just desperately wanted to get food that we didn't have to make ourselves. Yeah, we got delivery last night because I I just burned out. I randomly had like a very busy day yesterday where I had to be super on for a whole bunch of people in different Zoom meetings from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., something like that. And my brain was so fried and the idea of cooking just made me super cranky and I was like we have to get delivery they've stopped letting anybody come up to the apartments in my building you have to go downstairs to get it that almost makes me more nervous because there's a bunch of people in the lobby so 
I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go down to the lobby, I may as well then get fresh air. It's not any worse to walk out of the doors of the building than to have to have gone through all of the stuff in the building. So yeah, we had an extra bath mat and I put that outside my apartment door and I've made like a bleach solution and anything that's going to come into the house like has to sit on the bath mat and get sprayed down with the bleach solution. You know, we're trying to MacGyver best practices with what we know because also Dan is going out. He's home more, but he is still leaving. So when he comes back, it's like a whole, you know, standing in the thing and immediately washing everything. And the cat doesn't understand why he can't be picked up right away. And so then the cat like wanders around complaining really loudly. (laughs) It's funny, but also sad. Anyway, I guess we should talk about how our mental health has been through the last little bit, since that is, in fact, what we podcast about. I have been in about 700 different moods every day. I got furloughed from my job last week, along with half of my company. The other half is taking big salary cuts, and that whole situation may or may not get better or worse, depending on contracts that start to come in or don't but they're paying our health insurance which is really nice yeah yeah and I'm technically an employee because of that um, but since I'm furloughed I can apply for unemployment insurance and there's the extra money because of the legislation that was passed last week so it is stressful but it's not the worst case scenario in that regard It's a tough situation because on the one hand, you're like, well, what did I do or what didn't I do that puts me in the half of people who are getting furloughed as opposed to kept on at partial salary? But honestly, it sucks to be every single person. People who are working on projects that may still exist or exist for now are the people who are still working. And to have to put in work for so much less than normal under these stressful circumstances I almost feel a little bit better off this way that I have all of the mental space and don't have to focus on other things. But I go back and forth on that because having other things to focus on makes the time go by. I mean, days have never felt so long ever in my life. I feel like I'm productive and then it's like 1130 in the morning and I'm like, what do I what do I do with the rest of my day? It's just it's tough on so many levels and it's overwhelming listening to all of the news that's coming out of everywhere, but especially New York City. And, you know, the places that we're all familiar with and think of under totally different circumstances are now being overtaken by things related to this. Like there's a field hospital in Central Park and a temporary hospital at the Javits Center, which is for event people. It's like if I die at the Javits Center, like I don't even I can't. It's just a little too on the nose. So on the nose. Oh, God. So there's all that. And then there's still stress of the vulnerable people in my life and what they are and are not doing correctly, which has varied a lot over the last few weeks. And this seems to be at a reasonable level now, but that took a lot of shouting and stress. And I'm just, I'm tired. And there's so much more of this to go. Yeah. How yeah. are you doing? Um, I am also sort of wildly running the gamut all day, every day. It's weird. I mean, it also like excavates and kicks up so much extra stuff that like under the best of circumstances, I usually don't feel like excavating and 
digging out, but I kind of have no choice because I am at home staring at it. I spent most of last week, I guess, dealing with the New York State Department of Labor. They're so swamped and they're so underwater that, you know, it took me two days online to be able to fill out half the claim online because the website just kept crashing and timing me out and then I would have to start over. And then another three straight days of hundreds of phone calls every day because I had so many employers that I can't just do it online and be done. I have to talk through all of those employers with someone on the phone. And I've been through that millions of times with unemployment. It's just a part of what we do. But hundreds of calls for three straight days before I finally got to speak to a person. And it just kicks up some really old chestnuts, like you're a burden on everyone you love. And looking at my actual quote unquote worth, like looking at 126th of my worth of what I was able to produce in this society that we live in and seeing that that number is not the max that you can qualify for for unemployment and feeling just real, real shitty. And like what I do doesn't matter. And that I finally was starting to trend out of this dry spell to then have it cut short. Obviously, nothing about that is your fault, but it still feels like a greatest hits of depression. You're a burden on everyone you love. If you were more successful, this wouldn't affect you this much. If you had been more successful, you would be more successful. And like, look what you are worth. It's hard to not equate that worth with my worth as a person because... I have depression. (laughs) Yeah. And because of the place that we live, like, I don't mean to sound like this is going to sound, but like capitalism is the reason for all of this. Like the fact that we are measuring our worth in dollars, it's just so wrong. And we're all, we're, we're raised in this society. How can we not? And when you have to look at it in the nuts and bolts of this is who I worked for and this is how much I made because there needs to be some sort of quantifiable way to decide how much money you deserve to have just for existing as a human. The entire process is nuts. And it's so hard to feel like it's not your fault, even knowing there are literally millions of people who are in the same boat. Exactly. And also still somehow feels like you should have been able to do something about it. Right. And this is with full knowledge of all of the privilege I do have. And that also frustrates the shit out of me is that I can also write all of that down and look at everything that I have access to and that I am not food insecure and that I have a roof over my head and that and, 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 and. But it also doesn't change the fact that there are chemicals in my brain speaking to me in my own voice, telling me that I am an epically shitty human being. And why can't, why can't I just do it by myself? Like, why do I have to need people that's weak? It's it's truly the greatest hits. Like it's the greatest hits on any sort of internet checklist of, do you have depressive symptoms that you would come across? And like, I am just ticking every single box every single day. Yeah. I go through a lot of that. It really depends. My mood when I get up in the morning is super important and I have no control over it thus far. There's been days when I wake up and I I have a bowl of cereal. I do my physical therapy exercises. I take a shower. 
and I might get some chore done around the house, but then there's still a bajillion hours left in the day. And then I sit and then I think about all of the things I quote unquote should be doing. And then I kind of cycle through the same things that you've been talking about. It's like, well, how did I end up this way? Why aren't I in a more secure position and still not totally sure what I want to be when I grow up? Like, why aren't I grateful for this time that I have where I can do pretty much whatever I want in the confines of my apartment? And that's like the right thing to do right now. And I'm just sitting and stressing most of the time. I'm distractible, but only for an amount of time. How has your social media consumption are you aware of it is it just constant do you set limits for yourself from the time that we recorded and the next like 10 days after that i really went deep down the rabbit hole of reading absolutely everything just scrolling through twitter all the time watching every news conference every press conference and a few days ago maybe a week i don't even know i i don't know what day it is I realized that it was really not helping and there's not enough happening in a progressive way that I'm going to miss something if I don't pay attention for a day. You know, at this point, I know what the deal is. We have to stay the fuck inside and it's really, really bad out. Like that's pretty much all you need to know at this moment. And I put an app on my phone to kick me off Twitter after an hour a day. I think I actually have to reduce that limit. Wow. And I may need to add it to Facebook. I don't use Facebook as much, but now that I've been kicking myself off Twitter, I'm working around it and that's not the point. So yeah, it's hard. It's also just hard to not argue with trolls in on social media. And that makes me even matter. There's so many people who still think that we couldn't possibly have known this was going to happen or that it's being handled well or any of those things. And it's just like mm. everything about this is is terrible and preventable in some way. Like this was going to happen, like this disease was going to reach this country. But what has happened and the poor response to it, none of that needed to happen. Nope, not at all. But And it's sad. That's the other part. It's just this overwhelming sadness mm-hmm. at just everything. The way at the, the cruelty. city is. The cruelty of it. It's it's Mm -hmm. that the cruelty is the point and that every time you think about what the next worst thing that could happen might be, that's what happens. Yeah. Every time I feel like I'm being a little bit paranoid or like I was being a little bit overkill, like wiping stuff down when it burns the apartment, I've been doing that for weeks and now everything keeps catching up to that and They don't know if people are getting it from touching things that other people touch. But what else am I doing with my day? I have an extra 10 minutes. I hate cleaning the kitchen. And now I am deep cleaning my kitchen every day. Yeah, our apartment's really clean. We fixed a bunch of stuff. But again, like I can distract myself for only so long. And thinking about what New York City looks like right now and what we all want it to be, what we all expect it to be, the reason we live here. Just the loss of that is so tremendous on so many levels. And then thinking about it for the whole country, it's everything from my nephew's prom is canceled to there is no Broadway to there's no baseball to there's 45 morgue trucks in Manhattan right now. Everything about this is bonkers and sad. I wish that I had more something more productive to say. No, I don't really have anything more productive to say either. I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we aren't honest with how we're feeling about it. 
So you sent me this article, which I had seen and has been going around, which I absolutely love about how this feeling that all of us are having is actually grief, which is kind of a surprising thing. But when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. It's a mourning for all of the things that are not going to be the same, are not currently the same and will continue to change and not be the same in the future. It's a mourning for like everything we're about to lose and have already lost both existentially and literally. It's a really good article if you haven't seen it. It is a really good article. It's also interesting because over the last couple of years with my therapist, that's exactly what I've been working on, acknowledging a lot of the stuff that I hadn't really been able to acknowledge before or didn't think was worth being sad about because it's not sort of textbook things to be sad about. Then what we had been working on the last couple of years was acknowledging that it was grief and taking the time to sort of tease everything apart and mourn things that made me sad. And it's really interesting to see this happening on a macro scale and still feeling so unprepared, even though I've spent the last couple of years actively working on grieving as a verb to see everyone feel as spun out with the not knowing of it all. I don't know the end of that sentence. There's not really an end of that sentence, but. Well, it's that on top of so many of our regular either coping mechanisms or habits or just things that we do to ground ourselves are not available. If I just cannot grab my mind and I am at a loss, one of the things I do is go to see theater. It's one of the only things that takes me completely out of where I am for however long the show is, and I can't do it. And it's not the same watching things on TV. I'm so appreciative of all of the extra arts programming that's been live streamed and posted. It's so helpful, but it is not the same. Even, you know, going to the grocery store to feel productive, or I used to go to Bed Bath & Beyond to feel productive. And totally. now they're all closed. And the grocery store feels scary. It actually literally feels scary. <laughs> so we went for a walk by the river. I live pretty close to the East River. And we did a few blocks. And then it just seemed like it was about to get really crowded. So we walked back home. I live also fairly near the East River, just on the other side. And we tried to walk down to the water a couple of weeks ago. And there were just so many people out that I had a bit of a panic attack and was like, I can't, I can't, I have to go home now. And I think it was because everybody felt normal, even though, yes, people are taking precautions and people are, you know, veering to stay away from each other and all of that. It was like the normalcy of walking down to the river felt like it was too much to bear. And it almost felt like I wasn't taking what was happening seriously by being outside in the first place on a nice day. And then it was like, oh, I'm not being a good citizen by being outside, but am I being good to myself by staying inside all the time and grappling with that? And I do the same things to feel productive that you do. Nothing I do to calm down is responsible, except for at-home I- yoga. <laughs> Yeah, both with going outside and also other stuff, I get stuck in this headspace where I feel like whatever I'm doing is not giving this crisis its due somehow. Even if I'm doing the right thing, staying inside, if I distract myself long enough or I do something completely unrelated, I start to feel guilty that I'm not like tuned into the crisis, which I think is a rational kind of emotion, but it is a really useless emotion and not necessary. Totally. You don't have to be tuned into this all the time. It's not going to make a difference. And going outside is unfortunately somewhat necessary for a lot of us 
in just not feeling like our body is attacking us. Not getting a walk in every day is really taking a toll. I walk at least a mile a day without trying normally. Yeah. So to only have the, my exercise be the, you know, isometrics exercises I'm doing for physical therapy and maybe like 10 minutes of something else to get my heart rate up feels good in the moment. And then I'm like, but wait, I'm sitting for literally the rest of my day and I have so many hours left and do I want to keep cleaning? It's just, it feels futile in a lot of ways because I'm going to have to clean it again. I feel like I'm in a hamster wheel in some ways. And if I'm eyes ahead, I'm okay. But the second I realize I'm in the wheel, it just all falls apart. And then you know, it just feels like, like Groundhog realize, Day. <laughs> yeah. Or you realize you're in the wheel and then your foot trips and then it's just like, blah, 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 like everything gets terrible. That's true. It's really easy for me to break whatever momentum I have established every day. And it's hard to gain the momentum in the first place. Yeah. At the beginning of quarantine, we made a sort of master to-do list because I make to-do lists every single day just so that I have things I can check off lists. But we just made like a master to-do list of all of the things we wanted to do around the house but have never had time to do, like tightening all of the hex nuts in the chairs so that they don't make noise and magic erasering. The big one was um, finally melting all of the candle wax out of the hurricanes that lined the aisle at our wedding. And a bunch of them we gave to people and I have no idea what happened. But like there were perfectly Tell the good people cake. what your, your wedding was. 2014. <laughs> However, those candles... I'm impressed that you held on to those for so long. Because like they were really, they were big candles. And so they burned for a really long time. I found like a thing on Architectural Digest about how to get the candle wax out of the things. And so we put them all in a 180 degree oven on parchment paper and then washed them. And that's been on my list for years. And like, we're running out of things on the master to-do list. <laughs> The one thing I will say that puts me in a good mood for at least two full minutes every single day is at 7 p.m. Everybody starts applauding and cheering for healthcare workers because that's apparently a shift change time. And it's been more and more people every day. And I'm never the one to start it. You start to hear people yelling and like, oh, it must be seven. And then you go to the window and pull up the window. And there's so many people. It's the only time of day where you feel even close to the energy that you normally would feel on a daily basis in New York City because mm -hmm. there's just no people around and it is the only like group thing to do out loud and it fills me with joy and love every day which I'm super grateful for even though it's quite short-lived. <laughs> I like that. I live really close to a bunch of hospitals so I think probably a decent amount of healthcare workers in the neighborhood. That's the other thing. I live off of First Avenue and I'm used to hearing traffic of all kinds all day long and now it is silent except for sirens. Siren, the sirens, sirens are so eerie. And I'm used to hearing sirens but it's usually in the midst of a lot of other stuff. It's the fact that it is silence and then nothing but sirens. It feels like we're in a disaster movie. We're literally in a disaster movie. I still think I still think we should end on you having hope and joy and loving living in New York City. Um, I put on pants for the first time today, like real pants. Uh, and I got to say, like, it actually does make me feel better. It does. I actually have been putting on pants about once a day, depending on if I go outside. If I go outside, I leave my pants on until I am finished with my nightly game night with my friends. 
if I have not put pants on, then maybe not. I do shower most days. I shower every day, but I'm not wearing makeup. Oh, God, no. Headley and Bennett, which is like a chef's wear company, has pivoted to making masks. And they were doing a thing that like every one that you bought, they donated X number of masks. We So we bought two so that Dan would actually have one that had a filter pocket. And I think once that comes, I will probably feel less weird about going outside more. I mean, still staying away from people and like doing everything right. But I feel like I'm not being a responsible citizen if I'm not taking every possible step. So I just will play Animal Crossing. I got I'm going to make a Zen garden today. All the board games that I normally play with friends, we now play online. I put it in our calendars every day for the next 40 days. And at first we were texting each other every day being like, do we want to do it tonight? And most of the time everyone said yes. And then at some point a few days ago, I was like, so my answer is always going to be yes. I look forward to this every single day and I will rearrange whatever else comes up because seeing my best friends over video every day is really helping me hold it together. Living with someone is frustrating and trying, but I miss hugs from everybody, but I'm so grateful that I can get them from one person. Mm hmm. And one animal who, you and know. And one animal. Sometimes you just got to so grab confused. the animal. Sometimes you just have to grab the animal and be like, you need to be a pet right now. Um, And I'm going to hug you. The end. I know maybe right now you don't feel like being a pet, but like I need you to be a pet or else I'm going to start fostering dogs and you're not going to like that. Right? I'm so close to get, there's like little tiny kittens that keep getting rescued out of like storm drains and shit. That's, oh. I have to start, I have to stop following animal rescue on Instagram. It's too depressing. But also, like, I just want I just want to save all the animals and hold yes. them in my arms. That's another great joyous thing is the shelters in New York are almost cleared of dogs. They're like out of dogs because everybody adopted them. That makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Pants, dogs and clapping. Those are the nice things. Yes. What are the things that are making everybody else feel nice? If only for a second. Tell us. We want to know. We need ideas. Yeah, we, we need ideas. We would love to share those with you as they come in. And until then, only slightly dead inside is Julianne Bilker and Nika Lanzaroni. Our theme song, Motown Mo Problems, was composed by Joel B. New, and Robbie Roselle designed our logo. Find and follow us on all the social medias by searching Slightly Dead Pod, and be sure to check out our website, slightlydeadpod.com. We'll be there. If you are in crisis or feel like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, turn this off and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text Crisis Text Line at 741-741. Someone is always there to hear you and you are worth hearing. There are also now a bunch of additional resources in several major cities for mental health issues, including New York and LA. So please take a look at those if that is something that you feel like you might need. And please don't feel ashamed if you feel like you need a little extra help right now. We all do. do. We all do. Love you. Bye. Love y'all. You just made it. You just like. Sorry. Shallant we. I don't know, man. (laughs) 